I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on a Monday, and I hope you're off to a great start to the week. The weather could not be any better, so no complaints there. I'm sure there's plenty of other things you can complain about on your Monday. Uh, but let's get to some things we can do something about. Uh, there's no reason to hunker down in your house. We were talking before the break about Mayor Pete uh, kind of hunkering down and trying to avoid this leadership issue that people are raising about him. Uh, it's sort of like the uh, the British couple that uh, was being attacked by the seagulls. And they, they, they couldn't leave the house. They were locked in their house because the seagulls kept attacking. I think that's what is happening with Mayor Pete is he's kind of hunkered down waiting for the seagulls to quit swirling. Uh, and that's no way to lead. That is the test. It's not what happens. It's how you lead out of it uh, that matters. And that's going to be the case for all of these candidates. It's also going to be the case for the president. And and what does he do? Uh, as we mentioned before the break, uh, we the president announced today that uh, the uh, that he had indeed delayed the ice raids uh, that he had said were going to be taking place possibly as early as last weekend um, that haven't taken place and that is uh, let, let's define what all of this is and this is really important because it's so easy to get swept up in all of the emotional components of this that we're that we're missing a lot of it so first the people that the president is suggesting need to be rounded up by the ICE agents are those who have failed to keep their part of an agreement, and that is to appear uh, for their asylum hearing. So there's a component there of the people that he's saying, hey, these people need to, to be taken back out of the country. Why? Because they have not done what they agreed to do when they sought asylum coming into the country. So that is a rule of law issue. And we can agree that we have to be a nation of laws. Rule of law matters. Now, at the same time, we can also be a country of compassion. Uh, There is no country on earth that is more compassionate than the American people. The American people are always the first to donate to a cause. They're the first to send relief when there's a a natural disaster or a tragedy. Uh, We saw this with the the cathedral uh, in uh, in, uh, Paris, that uh, when Notre Dame went down, the American people immediately stepped up uh, and donated to the rebuilding of that cathedral. And we've seen it over and over and over again uh, throughout history. And so we get the compassion component to this. Uh, I think the president could clearly soften his rhetoric uh, as it relates to all of this. Uh, And at the same time, the Democrats have to match and mirror that. Nancy Pelosi saying, you know, Mr. President, you're scaring all the children of America. Uh, That doesn't help. And it doesn't advance the conversation uh, at all. Uh, and so that is that is my take forever, is that compassion and rule of law are compatible principles. And I will say that again. Compassion and rule of law are compatible principles. 
And as American citizens, when we allow our politicians to make those mutually exclusive, we get it wrong. We always get it wrong when we allow the politicians to divide us unnecessarily. I still believe, I firmly, passionately believe that we could solve 94.5% of the immigration issue in a single afternoon on the floor of the United States Congress. Why? Because everyone agrees. Both sides agree. The president agrees. We need a border as a country, no question. We need an entry-exit system so we can tell who comes in and who goes out. Uh, I often cite uh, Disney as the example. If Disneyland can tell me where my family is at any moment on any day for three days at Disneyland, surely the most powerful nation on earth can figure out a system that will let us know who comes in and who leaves. We need to adjust what legal immigration looks like to make it easier, faster, more fair. We can deal with H-1B visas. We can deal with all the technology. We can deal with all of those things. Why? Because everyone agrees. But as you start your Monday, don't buy in to this bipolar, schizophrenic nation that our politicians are creating for us. Because they're doing it for two reasons. Raise money and create wedge issues to win elections. That is very un-American. And as citizens, we have allowed it to go on for far too long that they present us this false choice, that it's one or the other. And then they have this fake fight, like they're really going to try to do something. And they don't, because they're not going to take a vote on it. Mitch McConnell's not going to bring this to the floor of the Senate. Uh, Just this year alone, the House has passed 260-something bills that are just sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk that will never see the light of day. And some people will say, well, yeah, but those are all bills that have been passed by Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in the House. Well, guess what? When Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House and the Republicans had control of the House, guess how many bills they passed that sat on Mitch McConnell's desk? Over 500. Over 500 bills were passed by a Republican House and went to die on the desk of Mitch McConnell. Why? Because he didn't want to bring them up, because they don't help win elections, and they don't help raise money. What helps raise money? Fear, anger, frustration. So we get things like this immigration farce, and this fake fight and false choice that we are continually served up by both political parties. And presidents of both parties have done this over the years. And guess what, folks? This is a we the people problem. Because every election, you know what we do? We send 94% of incumbents back to Washington. 94%. So what are we really saying as citizens? Are we saying it's okay? It's sort of, well, all those other members of Congress are horrible and awful and terrible, but hey, this is this is my person. This is my representative, so I'm going to send them back for another round and expect a different result. Uh, we know that's the definition of insanity. 
And so we, the people, have got to step back and say, this is this is not working. This is not working for the country. This is not working for those who are in need, the most vulnerable among us. And I remind you, compassion and rule of law are compatible principles. And you know what we ought to do as Americans? We ought to prove it. And we ought to demand that our politicians put it to the test and say, you know what, just try it. And let's come up with a bill that can be passed. The president has said, hey, I'll give you two weeks, Congress. I'll give you two weeks to solve this problem as it relates to the asylum seekers and those who have not shown up for their hearings as promised. So he's that's that's reasonable. That's rational to me. So what are we going to do? Do you think this is going to be on the floor of the Senate today? All the members of Congress, House and Senate, they're on airplanes today. They're all flying east. They're all heading to Washington, D.C. You think they're going to have a conversation about this? I don't think so. The Democrats are going to be positioning for, okay, what do we do to make sure that these debates go okay on Wednesday and Thursday? This is our first chance to really showcase our lineup of 23 candidates in front of the American people. We don't want to look crazy. We don't want to look too extreme. We don't want to be too far to the left. And so they're they're hoping, they're hoping they can just kind of contain it, that they don't really have to talk about the hard issues. But that's not leadership. We, we have to expect more. As citizens of this country, we have to expect more from our elected officials. And we can't settle for anything less. Uh, this is a time that requires great leadership in the nation. But who's going to do it? Uh, I think Mayor Pete's failing his first leadership test. Uh, I think the president has failed on many counts in terms of setting the right tone for the country, framing things the right way. Uh, I want to point out that uh, just this morning, Chuck Schumer, the minority leader in the Senate, said, you know what we ought to do? We ought to let these people seek asylum in their own country. Well, that's a novel idea. Utah's own senior senator, Mike Lee, has been proposing that bill in every Congress for the last three or four years. But nobody wanted to deal with it. Why? Because you can't raise money off it and you can't run a wedge issue campaign on it. So we simply have to expect more. And that's what we're going to focus on this week. We have to expect more out of everyone, including ourselves as citizens and especially as voters. Compassion and rule of law work. That is the American way, and we can't forget it. All right, we're out of time on a Monday. Have a great rest of your day today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, as you go out in the world today, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference.